0: Ladies and gentlemen, my name is David Michael
1: and I'm Michael Carter.
0: And we are ridiculously, ridiculously bored. How's it going, Michael?
1: Pretty good yourself. How's your week? Not been? too
0: bad. Week has been short since the last time we recorded, not a whole lot's happened, but yeah. we've got probably two or three pages worth of notes from the last three episodes that we should have had while you were being a little bitch. I'm
1: trying to make up for lost time. How's your knee? Um, still very painful. Um, really? I went to the doctor for a follow-up. So uh, before, well, actually, let me back up a little bit. So last week's episode um, seemed to hit a chord with a lot of people for the... <laughs> What I'll call the, it's definitely not comforting nature of it. That's definitely the wrong word. But the fact of the matter is that I was willing to put all the cards on the table and just kind of explain what happened. So there's a lot of people who've been reaching out about that. There was a lot of, oh my God, I can't believe it. I can't believe you told the story (laughs) as your wife heard this. Um, And so I actually, because one of my wife and I's mutual friends was reaching out to to me about it. And she's like, did your wife hear? And then she reached out to my wife. So I had to have my wife listen to part of the episode where I talked about the emergency room. So she was basically nodding along like, "Uh uh-huh, yep, that's what happened. That's the way it went. And then uh, she ended with, thanks for having me uh, relive that.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, not only did you put the cards on the table, you flipped over the deck mm-hmm. and threw everything on the floor. <laughs> yeah,
1: and then, In essence, wiped my ass with it, literally. Um, so I went to the doctor this week as a follow-up to explain to him that I'm still in a lot of pain, still having trouble bending it, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And he basically very nicely, in medical terms, told me, stop being a bitch. You're only three weeks out. He's like, this is how it goes. <laughs> So, um, it appears, yeah, it appears I'm relatively in line with where I'm supposed to be. He is a little worried that, so there's two things that they worry about after the surgery. One is the ability to bend and actually the other is the ability to get it fully straight. So he said that the fully. Sh- so
0: basically, to use your knee. Yeah,
1: to, to have another knee.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Are there just just so I'm clear and and you know for for all the people in Opelika, Alabama that don't understand, what else would you use your knee for? It's either straight or it's bent. I don't know, maybe kick Paul. I don't know. <laughs> he didn't go into it,
1: but the two things that I thought was funny was he said, "Well, we really got to work on the straightness." He's like, "Because that's something, if you don't get it fixed within the first few weeks." He's like, you might never get it back. You might never be able to get to 100% straight. So that's got me a little worried. And then he's like, the other one, he's like, the bending? He's like, I am not worried about that at all. He goes, because here's the deal with the bending. He goes, if you have trouble bending, he goes, I'll bring you back in. I'm going to knock you out, and I'm going to put your foot to your ass. He goes, he, goes, <laughs> he, goes, he goes, the bending is not the issue. He goes, it's the straightening. So I'm like, okay,
0: great. So that's oh, what I'm Jesus trying to have the Christ. physical
1: therapist focus on right now
0: oh i i don't even i don't even know what to say there there's so many good lines
1: (laughs) that's where we are right now
0: all right well it's good to have you back it's good to see you uh not horizontal uh hopefully people have listened to the prior episodes, so they're not taking that in uh unintentional ways Mm -hmm. (laughs) how about you how was your week
1: the week was pretty good um so a couple things happened like while we were off in general and obviously with keeping our notes One of the things that I thought was amazing is companies nowadays will look for any reason to have a sale, right? President's Day, Christmas, after Christmas, Thanksgiving sale. Casper Mattresses has really thrown down the gauntlet. They had a daylight savings time sale, (laughs) (laughs) and it was for like a week leading up to daylight savings time. But that was the reason they were using for having a sale.
0: So, have you heard that there's a proposal in Congress now to, to basically, I wouldn't say eliminate daylight savings, but to make it permanent. So like the time zones that we're on right now would be, that would be it. We would never, we wouldn't change again.
1: That's the way it should be. It's so stupid.
0: Do you know why they
1: created daylight savings time? Do you actually know the actual reason they created this?
0: It has to do with like daylight and crops and farming and some old ass shit that nobody even does anymore.
1: It has to do with farming, correct? And the cows cycle of how they eat which is fucking ridiculous.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, so, th- yeah, they're proposing it. So every year it gets the same thing. Every year people get worked up. This thing is so stupid. Let's just change it for good. I hope they do because I'm, I'm over it. I just, I think it's worthless. And now that, it used to be when we were kids, well, you don't even change time out in Arizona, so right. that's a different thing. But when we were kids, it was like six months and six months. And then, I think it was Clinton or Obama, one of them changed it to basically, or even maybe going back to one of the Bushes, um, eight months and and four months. So now it's even less than that's even less than four months a year So why is it needed? Like just fucking get rid of it.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean again, we haven't changed times in I mean since I've been in Arizona I don't know if they ever did but it just doesn't make sense. The only problem I have with it is Most of the people that I work with are in Chicago and right now in daylight savings time. They are two hours ahead of where I am, um, you on the East Coast are three hours ahead. So for half the year, or, or a couple months out of the year, you're only two hours ahead, and Chicago's only one hour ahead. From a work perspective, it makes my early morning meetings earlier. So I'm, you know, I'm showing up at 7:30 for meetings instead of 8:30. But I don't care. I mean, it's you know, it is what it is. But I, I would prefer that, and I, and I guess Arizona needs to do something. Right. Arizona needs to pick a side. Are right. you going to just not play along or are you going to, you know, which which time zone are you going to be in when the final uh, strike occurs on, on daylight savings? So I would prefer we are only two hours away from uh, East Coast, but it is what it is. So if uh, the council who is reviewing
1: this is listening, David would prefer that you meet his schedule rather than worrying about the cows. That is correct. I don't know about Arizona though. You were the state that didn't even want Martin Luther King Day off because you had so many racist people in Congress and, <laughs> and, and stuff. I don't care what day it is; I'll take any day off.
0: I mean, we talked a, little, a couple episodes about like the whole like the fact that lynching is now finally illegal. Like, I can't believe. Yeah, this is some stupid people in the world. And I, I, I mean, you know how I feel about politicians. They should all be shot. But I just some some of the decisions that are made are just made for reasons that are just beyond me i just don't get it just for any
1: zealots who are listening and david's q friends we're not actually suggesting you go shoot somebody <laughs> <laughs> just for the record which i also just. think arizona is a concealed state uh, gun permit place
0: uh it's a open carry not yeah. concealed open carry gotcha. that means you don't you can just if you got it flaunt it gotcha um
1: are you talking about a gun <laughs> or anything else <laughs> <laughs> sure uh, all right, so with, with COVID going on or starting to end hopefully and becoming a, I think they call it an endemic rather than a pandemic, uh, there's been a few interesting things that have come out of it. So one is I have a friend whose daughter got braces about a week into basically when COVID really hit.
0: Which is perfect. Yeah,
1: and she just got them removed the That's week awesome. before her school got rid of the mask mandate. So in essence, people in school never really knew she had braces on. So talk about fucking timing. Yeah, I thought that was pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, I had a a buddy of mine who was looking at uh, hair replacement and he had gone, this was like, I don't know, I wanna say like right before COVID hit and he had gone and got the consultation and looked at all the different options that are out there. You know, there's the one where they basically take a chunk of, Hair from the back of your neck, and then they plant it on the top of your head. But he said the thing is, like for like three months, while that heals, you basically look like you have an ass on your head. Like it looks horrible, and you see the 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 scars and the 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 stitches and all that shit, right? And you can't wear a hat. You can't cover it up because then it it wouldn't heal correctly, and you have yeah, right. He opted not to get it because he was super nervous about it. And then, of course, COVID hit. And then like two months into COVID, he's like kicking himself in the pants because he could have been done with it. And we were all on calls anyways. You didn't have to turn your your camera on. And he literally could have been done with it. So he's just he's been kicking himself in the ass for not for not doing that when he uh, had the opportunity. But, uh, yeah, he's still considering getting it. I just can't imagine what that would be like. Thankfully, Um, I have enough hair to probably last me until I'm uh, in my old days and don't care. But yeah, I can't imagine what that's got to look like. I mean, people are doing it, but I think just people, especially celebrities, like um, I know a poker player, Daniel Negreanu, I don't know what he did. He won't say what he did, or maybe he did. I just didn't read it. But dude was practically bald like a year or two ago and all of a sudden he's got this thick head of hair and it looks natural and it looks great. I'm like, motherfucker, man. Must be nice. Good for him. If
1: anybody needs any donor hair, I got some on my back or my chest that I can give.
0: And his ass. Yeah, you have ass hair.
1: I do have ass hair as well. Um, I braid it. (laughs) Um, Before we get fully away from the knee thing, how much do you think the knee surgery cost my insurance? If you had to guess.
0: It was one day.
1: Well, it was it's mixed, right? Because it was one day and then another day and a half in the hospital. So the bill was kind of all one because of it.
0: Oh, uh, the 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 going rate that I've heard is about twelve to fourteen thousand dollars per day in the hospital. So I don't I don't know what that equates in surgery terms, and I don't know how specialized the the surgeon needs to be in order to do knee surgeries. It sounds like he just took a fucking saw and some sandpaper and then and gummed it back together with a ball joint. <laughs> Hold on, you're, you're thinking of a carpenter.
1: <laughs> but, but yes, there was some aspects of that. So the total so for people who aren't in the medical field, right? And this is the hardest thing for people to understand and healthcare is my field of I do nonprofits in healthcare, but the, the most interesting thing about healthcare that's so different than everything else is and I use this as an example because this is the best way to say it. If you walk into a store and a coke is a dollar, you pay a dollar. If I walk into the store and the Coke is a dollar, I pay a dollar, right? Anybody who walks in pays a dollar. When you go into a hospital, if a procedure costs a dollar, which is they're called their charge master, so that's where it starts, but Aetna insurance might pay $0.90. Blue Cross might pay $0.80. Medicare pays $0.20. So it's, it's unique because you're all buying the same product, but you're all paying different rates. So the bill for... The um, whole time I was in the hospital was $58,000. Wow. And the insurance company ends up paying 42,000. That's their negotiated rates. So I thought that was, uh, was a lot, but- So are you on on the hook for the rest? No, my deductible's $1,000. All right,
0: so, so you're, you're covered.
1: So I had to pay, I think I had, so I have, being a partner in my firm, we pay the full price of our insurance. So I pay like $25,000 a year. The same insurance that employee A gets, they pay $6,000 a year, and the firm actually pays the rest. It's mm-hmm. one of the benefits you get. But as an owner, I, I gotta pay my own insurance. So oh, that sucks. my insurance is really expensive, but we get maximum coverage. So like I have an out-of-pocket a year, $1,000, and we are nine months into that year, and I had only spent like $110 because like i don't have co-pays the only thing i pay for is like the five dollar uh pills and stuff like that ten dollars here and there so you're so talking
0: a fiscal uh not a fiscal you're talking a fiscal year then it's
1: a it's a fiscal year from J- july 1st through june 30th. oh gotcha so yeah so thankfully not a lot so the reason why we don't so people might wonder well your wife works why don't you use her insurance her insurance is i don't know maybe that's six seven thousand dollars a year. You got to pay for everything that you go to. Like you go to a knee doctor, you pay $40 for the visit. You go to the dentist, you pay $25 for that visit. Like it starts adding up and then her deductible is $10,000. Yeah. So this surgery would have cost me 10 grand instead of a thousand or 800 something. Now
0: is that for the whole family that deductible? So like if anything else happens, Uh, it
1: depends. These fucking insurances, there's so many loopholes. There's family version, there's individual, there's in network, there's out of network. insurance is such a fucking game that they play it's ridiculous
0: yeah so so speaking of of medical procedures you know i saw an article a couple weeks ago and i thought of you because we 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 talked about you know your whole experience with ivf Mm -hmm. and uh, i saw an article where this guy and his uh his wife were um they were having a hard time you know conceiving so they were thinking about doing ivf and i guess they determined that the wife you know her her eggs were just just not going to work right So they are going to have a surrogate and they decided that her sister, um, who happens to be young and attractive, was going to be the surrogate.
1: Okay. So now with the surrogate, right, there's kind of, I guess, two ways that you could have them do it. You know, they take her egg out, take your sperm out, you know, shake it non-stirred and then they put it back in her. And then there's old school way, which is the way (laughs) Jesus intended.
0: So, so this is, this is his argument. It's going to cost me $35,000 to to take my sperm and put it in her egg. Mm-hmm. Why don't I just sleep with her? Yeah. And of course the wife is not having it. Oh, what a surprise. Can Can you imagine that conversation? Honey, look, I really want to have kids, but uh, yeah, $30,000 $30, is just too much. Can I just fuck your sister?
1: Yeah. And then three <laughs> months in, you find out that he actually had a... Um, Vasectomy. Vasectomy. <laughs> and just it's not working, out I don't know why.
0: <laughs> the thirteenth try. This is going to be the one. I can great. feel it. Yeah.
1: I, I can't imagine any wife signing off on that, but good for him for trying.
0: Yeah. All right. I, I want to continue a topic that we've we've talked about a couple of times, okay. and uh, it's it's been a popular one with some of the folks that I've been talked to, and it's it's horrible ways to die right and and you know we've we've talked about it before uh, a couple of things have happened in the news this week that immediately made the list horrible okay. ways to die
1: so i think the original one we talked about and correct me if i'm wrong was the guy getting stuck in the rock underground hole, right which yeah. they called the birth canal cuz it's so small yeah
0: yeah well that was one of the the horrible ways to die okay. a couple more came up this week that i feel like are worth mentioning uh the first one you and i can relate to because if you remember um the the six flags park that was closest to us was called great adventure it was in it was in jersey right
1: yes and then there was also action park which was nicknamed class action park
0: class action park yeah we can talk about that one i actually Mm -hmm. had my birthday party there one year um at the six flags they had a ride that i absolutely refused to go on it was called free fall all right and basically you they brought you up like 500 feet in the air and then they just drop you like you're falling out of a plane all right uh well a 14 year old kid actually fell off that ride this week at a height of like 430 feet and died yep that's got to be i mean this, this is a fucking amusement park and I know you've got your, uh, your your own kind of saying on on carnivals and and rides that are that are being built. <laughs>
1: those those are the church fundraisers that go up on a Friday and come down on a Sunday. I don't do any of the rides that they put up for a weekend. That's one hundred percent a given.
0: Yeah. So I I looked at, at at a picture of this kid and he was like you know like a lineman like you know he played football and he was so he was a, he was a big kid for fourteen years old. I can't imagine and like. I haven't found anything on like how he actually fell out but his friend was sitting next to him when it happened so I mean that's got to be traumatic just in and of itself but can you imagine falling 430 feet to your death on a ride that you probably didn't want to go on to begin with
1: I think anything where it's a an extended like you know it's coming, even if it's two seconds you know, might feel like a lot longer. I think all of those are like the really bad ways to die. So there is a point where he's consciously knowing he's falling and this is going to end badly. This is,
0: yeah, this is, Now,
1: best case scenario is you're fucked up for life, right? Worst case scenario is obviously you die, which is unfortunate what happened to this guy, but it's definitely things like that. So I'm assuming your next one is going to be the plane crash.
0: Yeah. Did you see the photo? now apparently there's video i haven't seen the video the but video. there's a photo oh you saw the video mm-hmm. all right so there's a photo that i've seen of this plane literally just darting towards the ground at like 450 miles per hour yeah all right um the data that they have so far on this plane was that it took about 90 seconds to fall out of the sky
1: yeah and going straight downwards at 500
0: yeah miles an hour. and and in fact, they were going so fast that the plane actually started to fall apart before they actually hit the ground.
1: Yeah, they're saying that they, they're they starting to lean towards um, pilot committing suicide is what they're starting to lean towards. I can't think of anything else. But the, the interesting thing, I don't mean to laugh at this, but I apologize. The interesting thing is, so I saw the video. This plane is coming down like a reverse rocket ship, right? There's yeah. no other way to say it. It is and it's a blurry fo- it's a blurry video but you can see like you know plane, what's going yeah. on yeah it hits the ground at 500 miles an hour and one of the things that the article said and again i'm not looking to make fun of this but this is what it said is they're starting to look for survivors we'll see what happens
0: <laughs> uh, Yeah. yeah <laughs>
1: And then surprisingly, the next day, they're like, uh, "Yeah, you know what, there was
0: no survivors. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand that yeah, either. It's, it, that's I not guess. a
1: fucking plane that ran off the runway and like dipped yeah. its, its um, nose in the water that's in the front of it, right? Which is, yeah. for people not in New York, is a very um, rather consistent LaGuardia problem, by the way. LaGuardia has the smallest runway, I'm understanding, in the U.S., one of their runways, and planes constantly, I'd say five in the last 20 years which is one's too many five's a lot um it's run off the runway and dipped into the water that's at the end of it
0: that's crazy yeah that's what happens when you try and slam an airport in the middle of a you know largest city in the country
1: yeah let's work backwards here let's build the airport yeah (laughs) rather than okay we have you know three mile runway we really need three and a half but we're going to make this fit (laughs) it's not like when you're building a house and it's like well this wood's a little more expensive would you like the other wood and i'm like yeah i want to save some money let's use the other wood that's what they're doing with this fucking thing
0: yeah i'd like to add a third horrible way to die based upon recent events nuclear war
1: oh yeah. (laughs) yeah but see that look i know with the war that's going on with russia attacking ukraine and Everything escalating and every once in a while, you know, North Korea and China whip their dick out and say, hey, we got stuff, too, that we can do things.
0: I'm hoping that would be a quick one, though, right? You would think. Unfortunately, statistics show that a fraction of the population would actually die in the blast. And uh, like 80 to 90 percent of the the population would die over the course of several weeks to months from uh, fallout. And things nasty, things like cancer and all sorts of ugly things. So, so one would think that you'd like to be in the dead center of the uh, of the explosion because it'll be instantly over. But uh, yeah, that's you're you're of a small percentage chance of that actually happening. For example, you know, I live in Phoenix. I live in the outskirts of Phoenix. Um, the closest target to us is uh, the Palo Alto uh, nuclear. Um, power facility because okay. it would basically knock out the entire west coast when it comes southwest probably not the entire west coast but the southwest it would knock out power for you know probably three and a half states um that's a target and that, that makes sense as a target that's like 80 miles from me right so uh i i, I think their largest yield nuke probably has a five mile to 10 mile radius of like, you know, there's the, the epicenter, which it's instant, you know, evaporation. And then like, there's like the, the, the blast radius that where you melt over a couple of seconds because the heat is so, <laughs> and there's a website where you can choose the known nuclear, warhead the of of all the warheads that have ever been created. You can choose like the Russia Zarbama or like the US, like the largest yield in the US. You can pinpoint it to a location and it'll actually show you the blast radius, you know, how many people would die instantly, how many people would die within an hour, how many people would die within a week. And then it shows you it's actually quite fascinating.
1: Yeah. So two things. I call dibs on being in the epicenter then. I don't know if you're allowed to do that. I call dibs. (laughs) Um the other thing is this. This is what's wrong with society. Somebody has created <laughs> that website for shit like that. Like I'm not. And I'm not looking at it either because the last time you did this to me, oh, I went you'll to YouTube. Lose hours. I went to YouTube and I was doing those plane videos that you told me about, and the next thing I know, it's like 2 a.m. I can't sleep. I'm partly afraid to fly. <laughs> like I'm not oh, following your shit. Don't
0: lie. You, you're going to ask me later. What's the URL of this website? You're I mean, going to go wanna, on it. You want to post gonna, it in the notes to the episode. You're going to pick Manhattan cause it's probably the closest target to you. And then you're going to like do the math. I'm like, yeah. all right, how do how long do I have to get out of Dodge? <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the funnier thing is, uh, our brilliant president over the weekend, uh, I don't know if this was a snafu or if this is his dementia coming to play, but uh, he said that Putin needs to be removed from office, right? Yeah,
1: so there's there's nine words he said in the sentence, right? Whatever it is, they said those were the only nine words not Not written, on the teleprompter. Not on the teleprompter. <laughs> and it was that sentence. Whatever he said about Putin being out of office, now they're doing fucking spin control.
0: Holy shit.
1: basically it's the U.S., throwing down the gauntlet saying go kill this guy
0: yeah i mean if i'm putin and i hear that okay all right motherfucker you're coming after me it's on yep right so yeah so now obviously the rest of the the u.s government is in, in spin control trying to, to downplay it and even other governments like i even read articles article that said like the you know france and germany are like hold on a minute there let's not yeah. jump to conclusions
1: yeah, a little bit too much <laughs> there but We'll see. It gets more and more interesting because, you know, I, from, look, I'm, I don't live there. I don't, I'm not following it hundred percent, but you know, more and more what I'm seeing and reading is because you can't fucking open Yahoo or yeah, it's Google everywhere. news or smart news or anything without this stuff coming up is the fact that Russia is realizing that this is going to be a little bit more difficult than they thought. Yeah. So that's the biggest thing.
0: I think it's funny that we, we now have what's called a deconfliction hotline. All right. okay. It's basically a bat phone to Putin's desk between, <laughs> between Biden and Putin, apparently, where they can say, hey, hold on. I didn't mean that. So I, I got to believe that that phone was used this week at some point to be like, hey, bro bro. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> it slipped. It's sorry. I wasn't on my meds like <laughs> that Russian vodka is stronger than I thought it went right through me.
1: I'm old. My pacemaker We're trying to go through sorts. the Russian
0: vodka first because you know, we know we're not going to see it for a while. <laughs> so I have to hope that the phone similar to
1: the old Batman 66 was William Shakespeare's head and you lift the head up and you flip a switch. And then it spins the wall and then you go in the back and it's this red bat phone um that's just the way i see it i mean
0: that would be pretty cool
1: movies and tv have ruined my interpretation of what this phone is because if it's just like a landline next to him that's like one of those old green colored ones with maybe a rotary phone because they're like we got to make sure this shit works man we got to go old school technology here yeah that would disappoint me a little
0: (laughs) speaking of rooms behind walls i was on a conference call last week with a vendor and uh, we were, we had our video on, and this dude, I look behind this dude, and he's got what looks like a door, but it actually is a bookshelf that's a door okay. and in the middle of the 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 call I'm like, "Hold on, time out, time out. Are you in a hidden room And he's like, "Yeah, how did you know that?" And he looks behind him, and he sees that his door, which is actually like a bookshelf, was open you know partially open and i'm like dude that's fucking cool as shit man i want one of those for my house unfortunately like there's nowhere to put it but that was pretty badass he he said that was his man cave like the the conversation with his wife was you can do whatever you want and buy whatever you want for the rest of the house i want a hidden room all right and i want you know carte blanche to do whatever i want in that room
1: those shits are crazy man like i I mean it'd be awesome to have one of those it also it seems a little um prepper type thing right where you you've set up basically a panic room slash man cave yeah. um yeah, mine maybe. is mine is simply the door that goes downstairs <laughs>
0: <laughs> it looks like it does look like a closet though in your house yes yeah, yeah well, people if you didn't ask, know you had a basement you wouldn't know
1: people ask sometimes like they're like where's the bathroom i'm like go to the doors and if it doesn't look like a toilet don't pee in there i'm like <laughs> you'll figure out which was the fucking bath- bathroom just walk around you should
0: with. put a sign on your 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 uh, door to downstairs just says like pantry or something like that
1: not not door not to downstairs that's all right, on. <laughs> so.
0: all right Michael I've uh, I've a fun story to tell you and uh, I think it uh, it could lead to something big for for us and for, for the podcast
1: okay so I
0: have a buddy that is a uh, a marketing manager over at Procter & Gamble so I call him and I'm like hey uh, you know, I've got this podcast. It's really growing. We're starting to get a lot of users. You know, st- uh, I'm sorry, a lot of listeners. Um, you, would you guys be interested in, in sponsoring it? Um, and, his, and his first response was, who is this? <laughs> yeah. How'd you get my number? <laughs> <laughs> After I rekindled that friendship, um, he basically said no, but he said, hey, I'll give it a listen and you know if it's if it's something that we're interested in you know we'll 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 give you a call so basically you know have my friends call your friends that type of thing okay so so they could be listening to this episode okay so i think we should do an ad for one of their products okay and maybe they'll listen to it and they'll be like hey let's let's go ahead and sponsor this
1: so like any good drug dealer you give the first one away free
0: exactly okay exactly so I picked one of their products. The product I chose based upon the, uh, the last few episodes is, uh, is a new Procter & Gamble product called Pepto-Bismol Ultra.
1: Very fitting for us.
0: Did you know that Pepto-Bismol has been around for over 100 years, Michael? That's 100 years of colon cleansing pink fun. This is where you say something funny. <laughs> so, <but laughs>
1: hold on. So is, is it supposed to lead to something? Aren't you supposed to say like, so, um, all right, all right, let's, let's, let's try it again and say, Hey, what do you think of that? Like, you gotta give me an opening. You just, <laughs> you just said a fact about the company.
0: What do you think of that, Michael?
1: Um, that's great. So David, you know, their tagline is keeping your plants clean for the last hundred years. Is it really? I'm, I'm pretty sure of that. I mean, well, maybe <laughs> we'll try it's to get keeping this your start. colon clean <laughs> well, and your pants.
0: All Uh, right. Well, their newest product is Pepto Bismol Ultra, two times the concentrated formula for even more bowel calming goodness. That means your tongue and poop can be twice as black as before. You know, it's like the OLED TV of poop. You know how like the OLED TVs are supposed to be like super, the blacks are super black. Right. Like, how many micro nits is that in Pepto Bismol terms? Like, what is that?
1: So, it's so how do we turn that into, um, Pepto-bismol. It's so strong. You'll be shitting tar like you did when you were first born. Right? You know you know when okay. newborn babies okay. shit that black that tar when the first uh, they first go?
0: Yeah, yeah, we could use. that. Um,
1: Pepto-bismol. Right. Why shit yourself?
0: <laughs> I, th- I think it, it it helps you shit. No, it it, it's, it solidifies no, it your, your yeah, yeah, it solidifies your your diarrhea into uh, stool as they say.
1: Yeah. So well, now I don't want to kick this potential, um, sponsor out, uh, out already or get a mad at us, but it's pretty fucked up how you can get a black tongue from that stuff.
0: It's the calcium sorbite or whatever the hell's in it. It's I was, I was actually, I actually researched that it's called bismuth, I guess. Okay. I don't know how that's pronounced, but the, the, that ingredient has a negative reaction with sulfur and sulfur exists naturally in, in your intestines and in your mouth. So, which explains why you have such bad breath.
1: Yeah, no, that's from other things. That's from licking the ass. No, what?
0: (laughs) Um, Pepto-Bismol, make you want to lick that ass again. (laughs) All right, let's wrap this up. Pepto-Bismol Ultra, fast relief from nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, and diarrhea.
1: No need to go to the ER, just take Pepto-Bismol Ultra.
0: Oh, and no need to have your wife stick her hand up your ass either. Unless you want to. (laughs) all right and now and now back to our episode all right so (laughs) bill cosby's out of jail right oh jesus christ
1: so the guy has so here's the thing right you know there's the there's a million different ways to say where there's smoke there's fire there's where a couple people start you know ganging up on him then it's is there any copycats out there who knows but the fact of the matter is when you have 80 people who've claimed to have been drugged and sexually assaulted from you and then my understanding is you went to jail because you were found guilty of it there's enough information there to say you're guilty and whether you did it once or whether you did it all 80 times or somewhere in the middle so he gets out of jail on some sort of technicality as i believe what he gets out on
0: right? so you don't believe in the innocent until proven guilty
1: well Monica. this case he was guilty and and found guilty
0: but you said, like, if there's 80 people saying it, it must be true.
1: There's By smoke, the way, there's, there's, fire. there's
0: 70 million people saying that QAnon exists.
1: Yeah, so it must be true then. Well, you got a <laughs> card-carrying member of it. Um, so, look, I, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not a judge, jury, and executioner here. But, yes, you're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. But there does become a point where you're seeing a lot of information in front of you. Oh, you know, it's the same like this the whole stupid thing about innocent till proven guilty is even when somebody's like in the middle of fucking Stabbing someone and they get busted and arrested. They still have the presumption of innocence, which is fucking crazy to me, right? Yeah, so or you see videos of all these things that have happened to um, What cops have done over the last few years what they've done?
0: Well, the problem is so here's the problem with both of those two scenarios you just gave one the eyewitnesses integrity is called into question. Correct. right. So somebody saw somebody killing somebody. Okay, great. Tell me something. You know, when was the last time you told a lie? Uh, are you a perfect human being? Are you a good citizen? Have you ever been arrested? Like there's holes in that theory, right? Number two is video as a form of evidence is useless because I can create a video on my computer, on my laptop that does makes anyone, myself included, look, different than and more guilty than they could p- potentially could be. I re- I made a video last year of me disappearing okay and, you know I could I can literally put it and put it out on the web people are like oh my god oh my god how'd you do that how'd you disappear? Nobody would be asking for the reappearance though that's the real magic. Yeah I know. So yeah, the, here the, I am. F-
1: the funny thing about him being out on out on I don't even think it's bail I think he's just out right I think they went through the motions and for whatever reason and there's rules on double jeopardy right which again I'm not a lawyer so I'm not gonna comment on that kind of stuff but the thing that I thought was interesting is they're thinking about doing a tour a comedy tour with him oh Jesus! <laughs> like how how are you in good conscience All right, do you want to say innocent until proven guilty let's go with that even though he was proven guilty I believe how, how do you buy tickets to that like how do you go to that show <laughs> You know, this This isn't Louis C.K. who was jerking off in front of a girl. This is a guy who's drugging, raping, amongst other things with them on what appears to be up to 80 people.
0: Did you see that, that not to take it off topic, but it's kind of on topic. You mentioned Louis C.K. He actually gave an STD to another actor. They, really? like, hooked up. Yeah, I saw it. In the, I mean, I don't know if it's true or not, but they have text messages between him and her saying he's saying hey I'm sorry shit happens like you know nobody's clean anymore wow. <laughs> I'm like damn man, that sucks to have that part of your life exposed
1: yeah well that's why like I don't understand anybody who goes into politics right everything you do everything you say oh yeah is yeah. fucking under the microscope yeah. you know Hollywood has the same thing but that's a little bit different I just I don't I don't understand how anybody goes into politics
0: yeah it's it's a it, asking for a nightmare experience yes. outside of work
1: so speaking of nightmare experiences, you know, you haven't talked about in a while your condo in uh, Colorado or Denver or wherever it is.
0: Yeah, How's I mean, we, we, hired, we hired a contractor to do a shit ton of work. I mean, like, I don't even want to say the dollar amount, a lot of work. Um, he did most of it. He got it to, I would say, probably 90 to 95% done and then just disappeared. So we had to fire him. I'm going to go down there uh, in a couple of weeks and, and finish it up myself. So I'm not a contractor, but I'm handy enough um, to be able to go in and, and finish off some of the things that he did. So the, the wife and I are going to head out there. Unfortunately, it's still a little cold in Colorado, so I was hoping to kind of put it off until April. So thankfully, April is right around the corner.
1: And it's funny because you say, you know, he finished 90, 95 percent of it, but it wasn't in the time frame. You said it was going to be either. You know, it was supposed to be a couple week project and he was there for Oh, months. it was supposed
0: to be done in November. Here we are in March, April, right? Uh, Yeah, so no, he did not. And and here's the thing. I've been managing projects my entire work career, right? I get it. Shit goes sideways. Something comes up. You hadn't expected it. The problem that I have, though, is, and I tell this to people that work for me, the minute you know you're going to miss the deadline, I want to know about it. Correct. Communication is so important. I stress that at work all the time. Yeah, I, I get that shit happens. I'm not going to be mad. Yeah, I may be disappointed because I wanted to use the condo this weekend and it's not done, but at least I'm not going to drive all the way out there expecting it to be done and then show up and be sorely disappointed, which, by the way, happened twice. So, um, so yeah, he never communicated to us. In fact, it's a 12 and a half hour drive. We were eight and a half hours into that drive and he knew that we were going to be there that day. And he's like, "Hey, I gotta run, um, but everything looks great. I'll, you know, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow." <laughs> and we get there, and it's a complete disaster area, and like sheetrock everywhere. Nothing's been cleaned. Like, see, that's what the, the one, fuck. That's the one when you told me that. That's the one I
1: really don't understand, right? Because <laughs> there's a difference between you're 13 hours away, you're not coming out here. Oh, everything's going well. Everything's going well. Don't worry about it. versus... I know you're showing up in a couple hours, so yeah. why would I go out of my way to tell you something that wasn't true? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not saying he had to call you and be like, look, you're going to be shocked when you get here because it doesn't look like the way you thought, but the fact of the
0: I would have is, respected that more than what I actually got, even though I would have been fucking pissed because yeah. you could have told me before we left the house.
1: Yeah, but the fact of the matter is on your drive out there the guys like it's perfect. Just <laughs> just bring your toothbrush, you can stay for weeks. That's just
0: amazing. <laughs> what a disaster. I feel bad for the realtor who's a friend of ours and she's awesome. Um, she referred him to us and she was absolutely mortified in fact so much so that she's gone out of her way to like try and make up for the fact that this guy is a complete douchebag like she's you know had cleaners go over to the place and she's like done gone way above and beyond because it's her reputation that's on the line so i feel horrible for her
1: yeah when you recommend somebody exactly did she offer as a solution for you to do natural ivf with her
0: <laughs> no, but like honey, I just I don't know That's what you want. From not, me. She wants natural not looking IVF. for additional babies. I got you. I told the wife if we ever had kids, we're adopting like you know fully mature like twenty year olds. That's called dating. <laughs> 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 um,
1: No, but like you know you use people like so I have a, an electrician that I've used for fifteen years now. Right, I've used them in my old house. I've used them at my new. That's house. That's
0: great. You found somebody that you trust and is reputable and. Yep that's awesome and that's very hard to find
1: and communicates right tells me he's going to be here he shows up like that's one thing that like my wife has fired over the years cleaning services we've had and it's it hasn't been because we didn't think they were doing a good job it's because they said they were going to be here on a monday and you know we schedule it and then they cancel either monday morning or late sunday night and yeah. the funny thing is when you use a cleaning service, for those of you out there who are as lazy as uh, me and my wife are, you, you actually don't just like, oh, they just show up and they start cleaning. You actually have to prep a little before they get here. You have to put yeah. certain shit away. You have to clean certain stuff up. You have to move stuff. So, like, my wife fired, she fired one lady twice. <laughs> fired her, hired somebody else. That person was like, I, I just can't do this. The house is too big. She's like, I, I just can't fit it in my schedule. We hired her back, and then she got fired again. Oh, um, but yeah, so I use my electrician when I need other people. So I had a plumber last year, or two years ago, come. Actually, the guy who, for those who remember or who've seen the video, it's the guy who came on a icy day where I went outside to, for him to show me something. That's when I slipped and I blew out my left knee. It was this plumber guy I was going to be using to put in home whole home water filter. That guy did that job fine, but anytime I've called him for follow up, come over, I want you to look at this. He was fucking terrible. So oh, I geez. called my electrician and I'm like, hey, I don't know if you like use bumpers yeah, at referral? all. And he's like, Yeah, I got a guy. Here's a guy. Um, just recently I'm trying to upgrade my IT stuff. So, um, as you know, because you've told me how shitty my recep my connection is.
0: The world has told you how shitty your yes. connection is. So
1: I've reached out to that guy as well. I'm like, Hey, I don't do you do IT stuff at all? Or do you just do like, you know, lights and switches? And he's like, I don't have a guy, here you go. So that guy came in last week, set it up. Uh, one or two things isn't working the way I thought it was. He's coming back next week. So that's really how I'm going to judge this guy next week when he comes back. What does he do? How does he fix it? Does he try to charge me for it and be like, oh, I was here an extra hour, like things like that. So we'll see.
0: Yeah. but So um, switching subjects just a little bit, the, the wife and I uh, were at dinner last night. And we went, this is like one little, like, you know, privately owned, like Italian restaurant in our, in our town and we love it. And I love supporting like local business owners. So we try and go there as often as we can. And uh, so we were there last night and we're sitting not too far from the bar. And at the bar is this older dude. If I had to guess, he's probably late forties, early fifties. So roughly our age sitting next to him is this ridiculously attractive, I want to say 21 year old female, she's drinking wine. So she's got to be at least 21. But if she wasn't, I would have said she's fucking 18 at best. Right. And she's dressed to the nines. So I'm like, okay, like this has got to be a father daughter thing. So we're sitting close enough to where we can hear part of their conversation. And I can't help but overhear her explaining to him, like, you know, her past relationships. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of fucking weird. Like, okay, so it's definitely not a dad because the dad would probably already know all that shit. Um, and then, you know, and then she says, you know, before before the sugar baby thing, I and went on to tell a story. And I'm like, hold on a minute. So I had heard of this whole sugar daddy, sugar baby thing. Mm-hmm. So clearly, it's a thing, but I didn't realize how much of a thing it is. So in doing, you know, I like to do my research before I get online and talk about it. There are a whole host of fucking websites where if you are a wealthy individual or you are a attractive female or male uh, who is young and looking for support financially, you can seek arrangements that would essentially have you dating this wealthy guy for a certain sum of money for however long you choose to carry on that relationship.
1: And does the relationship include sex?
0: Now here's where it gets interestingly tricky. Um, Obviously that's illegal, right? So the way the websites that do this, um, they allow the financial aspect of it, it has to happen offline. It can't. So this is just for, it's a meeting place. So it's a meeting place for older, wealthy individuals and younger, attractive uh, females looking for attention. That's how they like position it. Got you. So you can go on this website. You're an old, fat guy with a lot of money, and you can say, "Hey, I want you," and they meet, like you know, kind of like Tinder. And then their, their arrangement is, you know, whatever their arrangement is. So, but I'm like, I'm like, all right, well, now I have all these fucking questions. Like, how much, what's the average age difference? Like, how much do they get paid? Like, how much does this guy make versus how much the girl makes? And like, all this other shit. And I actually found some stats. Like, the average guy on this site is like 38 years old and averages about a quarter of a million dollars a year in salary. All right. Um, so not as rich as I thought. That they would be. So, obviously, if, you've, if that's the average, then you've got some people that making less than that and, and some people probably making a lot more than that. So, that okay. probably brings the average up quite a bit. Um, and then the average female has, you know, they're like, you know, 18 to 24 year old and they get paid anywhere from $1,000 to $7,500 a month on average to be the sugar baby. That's not,
1: that's not a lot unless they're doing it with a bunch of different people then that's where you start making a lot well, of money. Well that's the
0: thing. Yeah, as you know, you if if you're if you're entrepreneurial and uh, you can have, you know, as many Johns and I call them Johns because I can't think of another word for it, sugar sugar daddies, you can have as many sugar daddies as you can handle.
1: <laughs> so correct me if I'm wrong here, but and nobody can see either of us, so you can blink once for yes and twice for no. But you said, you said that a lot of the people, the guys, you imagine being older, fatter, and make good money. Are you you selling me on this? <laughs> <laughs> you, so fuck the de-escalation and uh, nuclear website. Post this hotline. website. <laughs> <laughs> so look, look. There is. All right, so that's like a more of a formal arrangement, right? That's like right. Uh, it's it's not a written contract, but it's as close as you can get to that kind of feeling. Look, and I don't know if he still listens or not, and if he does, he can yell at me later, but GQ goes to bars, right? He's single. He makes a lot of money. Pretty good-looking guy. He goes, older than both of us, he goes to bars that are known, that are known for young women going there because they're looking for this sugar daddy kind of approach. So are you saying saying that he's a sugar daddy? No, he, it's it's not no he's not a sugar daddy but if it, it follows some of that model and by that i mean he's in all a, besides the payment part yeah he ends up paying fucking more than 1700 dollars a month would save him money i think yeah, yeah. <laughs> he goes to these bars these young women go to these bars and they're looking for a guy who has good money a good looking guy to get taken care of right they yeah. might not say that. They might not ever imply it. They might not bring it to the forefront, but that's what's happening. And so some of the girls you've dated, like I've told them in the past, I'm like, like, what are you doing? Like, First of all, you, you're going to go to a restaurant like the, you just said with this guy. You're going to go to a restaurant and somebody's going to think you're out with your daughter. I don't think there is a worse fucking slap in the face if you're an older person dating where the waiter comes over and it says, oh, I see you and your daughter are out for dinner. Uh, Is it any special occasion? Is it her 21st birthday? Like, that's got to be the worst feeling in the world. So,
0: Oh, I don't think it is. Uh, For these guys, no, it's an ego boost for sure.
1: And he's like, yes, and for $1,700 a month, she could be yours as well. (laughs) Um, So, like, he, he, I don't think he intentionally, like, is looking for that. But that's the sum of the model that he's put himself in that that's what ends up happening. Right? And so, I, I don't know. Like, and look, he's a very, he's. He's uh, what the girls would always say is he's marrying type person, not dating type person, right? Because he's so caring and he doesn't know how to like casually date and things like that. So that makes it worse, right? Because now he's just being himself and these girls are like, oh my God, this is exactly what I want. Which is ironic because having yeah. him been married, he's not looking to get married again, right? So
0: um,
1: it's just so. It's just whole it sounds weird like situation. you're you're
0: angling for us to have him as a guest on the podcast and talk about his sugar daddy experiences. Uh,
1: that might be a wreck. Right can right we change his
0: nickname to sugar daddy now? <laughs> sure. I mean, GQ is fine, but I sugar daddy is just so much more funny. Especially, look. He doesn't pay women. He doesn't. That's not a thing. That we know of. <laughs> that we know of. That's true. Uh, but I do love the the sugar daddy moniker. I think but, I think we need to go with that from now on.
1: So here here's the thing, and I know how this makes me sound. When I was young and single, and I was dating, and you know you're kind of wooing women, and the things you're buying, and the places you're going, and all that kind of stuff, it probably would have been cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> to have signed up for one of these type things. And as long as they're sex included, right? Cause that's the other thing. Like if you're doing all this stuff and there's not sex included, then you just have a friend. Like I don't need to go through this kind of app just to have a pretty piece of candy on my arm. Like that's what yeah. tells the point of that. Well,
0: funny you should say that because I one of the articles that I found on this was interviewing one of the quote unquote sugar babies. Okay. And her take on it, which was brilliant, was he's basically paying me to leave at night right because think about it relationship you're not kicking the significant other out at you know 2 a.m like hey we're done like you can go home now no her take on it was well he's paying for the opportunity to tell me to leave yeah and so- like, that's fucking that's a brilliant way of looking at it because that's probably exactly what guys are thinking like i don't want to spend the night with you i just want to you know
1: yeah, so if that sugar baby, I guess she's called, would actually Google, what's the definition of a whore? <laughs> 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 She'd probably come to the same conclusion.
0: All right. If any listeners are active sugar babies or and, you the, and you want the opportunity to tell Michael that you're not a whore, please uh, send us an email at ridiculouslybored@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We would love to have you on the show and talk about your uh, quote unquote experiences
1: and if you are a whore david would also like you to email and tell us uh, that as no well. <laughs> no
0: see my wife happens to actually listen to the show michael so i think uh, i think we're gonna say no on that.
1: all right if you are a whore who's willing to do natural <laughs> ivf ivf <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> bringing it back circle uh, before we go before we go i, I so i was in vegas last okay. week all right one I'm of many vegas. many 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 trips
1: you have scheduled which i think well, is called i'm calling it Addiction. the vegas
0: trilogy Okay. Right, because I'm in Vegas next week, and then, as you know, Yumi me, and Sugar Daddy are going to be in Vegas in—I want to say what—five weeks, four weeks. <laughs> Sugar Daddy,
1: yeah. Sure.
0: <laughs> in about four weeks. Hopefully, I can fucking walk. But yes, about four weeks. <laughs> yes, you better be able to walk because uh, uh, that's a, a prerequisite for for Vegas for sure. Um, I was in Vegas last week, right? And uh, on the way up to Vegas. I was listening to the Smartless podcast, which I absolutely love. Jason Bateman and uh, and those guys, Will Arnett and and, uh, Sean Hayes are freaking phenomenal, right? Um, Especially the episode with Ryan Reynolds in it. If you get a chance to listen to it, listen to that episode first because you will forever be hooked on it. But I think I remember one of them saying something about Old Town Vegas and the fact that the thing to do after midnight is to count the number of strollers. You see walking around because it's such a trashy area that you'll see tons of couples with their babies that should be in bed walking around like the strip at night yeah. right and the hotel we stayed at was called circa and it was uh, it was literally like connected to the fremont street experience right? why
1: did you end up down in old vegas like we've never it, even stayed there
0: it was i know it was a work trip and um we have a host that kind of bounces around between hotels in vegas and don't get me wrong the Circa hotel was phenomenal in fact their pool was the size of an amusement park and the the experience in the pool area is worth it just 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 for that alone to go there because we went for the march madness and they had four like i don't know i want to say there were a hundred foot televisions With all the games that were going on all at once, they were blasting DJ music. It was a great time and the weather was perfect. So it was just, it was awesome. But anyway, so you always bump into somebody you know in Vegas, right? And we always make a joke out of it. Like how the hell do you know so many freaking people, right? For the first time I think ever, I actually bumped into a friend who I know from the ASU uh, football games. You know, nice. that we go to. So I'm like, holy shit, like that never happens to me. And it happened to be in, in old town. Anyways, um, so my bunny and I are we, we go out to uh, the Fremont Street at like, I don't know, it was like twelve thirty, right? And I'm like, all right, let's count. I counted, I think it was twenty two strollers at like twelve thirty AM.
1: It's it's crazy how certain things make people forget their parental responsibilities, right? So, like being on vacation, I get it, right? You want to be on vacation, you want to have fun. You know what? Pay the fucking extra five hundred dollars to have uh, one of the grandmothers come with you, and she could stay in the hotel at night if you want to go out. Yeah, it's just like you go to sometimes like a ten p.m. showing at a movie theater when when people used to do things like that, and there's somebody in a, a baby there, and they're fucking crying, and then they're getting mad at you that you're getting mad at them that their baby's crying at a ten p.m. fucking showing, <laughs> right? It's like no, 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 hold on. This isn't a one p.m. showing of Ratatouille. Like your kid can do whatever the fuck he wants at that showing. This is a ten p.m. showing of Nightmare on Elm Street. Like your yeah. kid should not be in this theater.
0: So, yeah, some people um, are just fucking clueless.
1: So, one thing I I I'm gonna wrap up on this. Two things. Two things. First is um, it appears my cousin Nostrils has made me into a freak show. He has a chat. Uh, I don't. Some,
0: I don't think he did that.
1: <laughs> he has a chat with some of his friends that he just points out things I do <laughs> which sometimes includes sending photos. Like if we're eating dinner and I have gloves on, he'll just take a photo. I'm like, I got to send it to the guys cause they, I always tell him how fucked up you are. So I think that's pretty funny that he's Again, keeping his not his in doing. the loop. Yeah. I've also told him, Hey, tell him to listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing is before we go, I just want to talk about March 20th. So, um, uniquely, um, and I don't know how much I've talked about this in the past, so, so give me a little rope here. When I was at my old firm and I decided to do a rotation, my, everybody agreed. They literally agreed and signed off on. Literally, pen on paper, signed off that I was allowed to do my rotation um, to go to Australia. About the 11th hour, they turned around and said, yeah, you know what? You can't go this year. We need you here too much. You'll go next year instead. And i'm like well we've been kind of planning this for a year now it's kind of bullshit that you're pulling the plug on it now and they're basically like as you would say david too bad so sad go back to work yeah so i'm like absolutely not i'm like i i don't accept this so i said uh here's the deal i quit and they're like what i'm like yeah i quit i was like i don't and i don't know why i didn't know anybody in australia I didn't have any other reason other than I wanted to try something different. And I was at that point about eight years into my career. Now I'm 25 years in, but I was about eight years into my career and I just wanted something different. And, and so this I'll, is
0: the trip where you met your wife, right?
1: I'm getting there. Okay. So uh, spoiler alert. Fuck, man. Oh shit. I'll cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Leave it in douche. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going. So they're like, so they called that, that office. The firm at the time was KPMG. I don't oh, they cock you. you. Yeah. So they called that other firm and said, yeah, you can't, you can't take them. So I'm like, yes, you know what? All of us know people in other firms. I called my friend at EY, big time partner there, explained to him what happened. I said, you got to do me a favor. You got to get me an offer from EY Australia. So he's like, absolutely, no problem. Within about a week, I get an offer in writing from them. And for those who don't know, my first five years I did at Eny. My next five years I did at KPMG. So I go back to them and I say, "Pretty interesting that you blocked me working for KPMG." But here, you know what? Here's a contract I got from Eny. I'm just going to go work for Eny. Thanks for your time. I'll go back to them. And now the the partner at the time, his name was Mario. I don't remember his last name, so it's not important. You can leave in Mario. Don't bleep it, Mario. You're a dick. Um, <laughs> he's like, "Well, you know what? Fuck you. Then you're going to have to work for them." I think Price we just time. lost
0: Procter and Gamble.
1: Yeah, maybe. Um, and then I stuffed Pepto-Bismol down his store. No. So <laughs> I, it's maybe a week before is what'd be my last day in the New York office. And I happen to be at some training where the fucking CEO of my firm is at. He's walking off stage. I go up to him and I'm like, Hey, I got a funny story for you. So I tell him what happened. Tell him that I had an offer. They were going to let me go, they put it in writing, they vetoed it, and they told the other firm, you can't bring me in." He goes, I, I don't know the- I don't know what happened in the background, but he must have went fucking ballistic on the New York office, calls him up, tells them, basically, my words here, are you out of your fucking mind? You made a promise to this guy for a year and then you pull it away at the last minute? I don't know what the fuck you got to do, but you got to fix this. We're not losing him to a competitor because you're being an asshole. So the guy Mario calls me up, and it was like night and day. Calls me up. Oh, I'm so sorry. There's a little bit of a misunderstanding. <laughs> I, I I apologize for what happened. That's not how I meant it to play around. Insert the, blah, blah, blah. Uh, beep, yeah. beep, 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 beep. So I'm like, well, here's the deal. You got a week to fix it. Friday's my last day. You got a week to fix this or I'm going and I'm going to work for e y They get it fixed. Everything gets corrected. they allow me to go like I was supposed to. Now, the most important reason I kind of bring all this up and just for no reason, and sometimes people say I can be stubborn. Sometimes people say I, you know, dig my feet in the ground. If I didn't push for that, when I got to Australia, a couple of the good friends that I made there they ended up going on a rotation at some point. So I would not have met them. I would not have met Penrith. I would not have met, uh, I don't think I've given her a nickname yet. I would not have met Bluey. I'll call her who was my wife's best friend. And so I land on March 20th of 2004. The next day, the firm is having their annual barbecue for the group. I go, I meet all these people. I meet Penrith. I meet his, his, uh, now wife, um, who's, who's one of the God's honest greatest people in the, in the world I've ever met besides me. Um, he's pretty, he's pretty good too, but his wife's amazing. Um, I met Bluey and how her now husband stoner. So I met a bunch of these people who've become very good friends. A couple weeks later, they invite me to a rugby match, which is, as you mentioned, the first time I meet my now wife. So it's so interesting the way the world works because if I didn't stick my feet in the ground and say, no, you made me a promise, then I never would have met my wife now. That could be good or bad, I'll just leave it at that. But um, it's just so interesting how-
0: and You wouldn't have your kids, go ahead, you can yeah,
1: right, I wouldn't have my kids, all the other things that go along with it. Um, so it's just an amazing, you know, it's the butterfly effect, I think they call uh, it. I was right? just gonna
0: say, <laughs> googled butterfly effect. Yeah, where one sure. thing
1: changes and it changes something all over the place. So, um, March 20th of 04, I landed in Australia alone, not knowing anybody calling you actually for your, well, calling you to connect me with your daughter for her birthday, mm-hmm. which because of the time change and that being new to me, I actually thought I called on the wrong day and you're like, no, no, it's right. It's, it's her, yeah. b- <laughs> it's her birthday today. You got it
0: right. You were, you were March 20th. We were not. Yeah.
1: Um, two years later to the day, so March 20th, 2006, I land back in the U S with my girlfriend at the time, soon to be fiance, soon to be wife. So it's just, uh, I didn't want to let March 20th go by without kind of just bringing it up a little bit. Ironically, yeah,
0: that's great. I would love to see the spreadsheet comparing the cost of importing your wife from Australia versus being a sugar daddy.
1: Oh, it's sugar daddy's way cheaper. Yeah, I guarantee yeah,
0: that. I, th- I think, I think you fucked that one up.
1: Um, so David's going to share the website in our notes for sugar (laughs) daddy if anybody's interested. And how to check the radius of a nuclear bomb going off in your area. And I think uh, probably just the dating sites, how to do natural IVF. (laughs) (laughs) Tinder.com. With that, I'm Michael Carter.
0: And I'm David Michael.
1: And we are Ridiculously Ridiculously Bored.
0: Bored.